Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Welcome back. Why, thank you very much. Good to be back. Where were you? I was in St. Augustine, Florida. Ooh. Yes. Um, your mom's aunt turned 90. My great aunt Carolyn. Yeah. So there was a family, um, that side of the family gathered to um, celebrate and have a party. And yeah, it was nice. Very so good. Beautiful weather. And uh, I got to do a, go to the beach. Oh, you went to the beach. I you wore your beach. classic beach outfit, polo uh -huh. shirt. And did you wear your shoes into the water? Not this time. <laughs> I wore my shoes into the water last time because I, was, I wanted to get rid of the shoes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what was the crowd like? Uh, there's a lot of people on vacation, a lot of school troop uh, groups, because St. Augustine's the oldest city in the country, and there's so many tourist attractions. You, you did this? No. Okay. No, I did not. That's as close as I got to it. I stood outside. I went to one of those in uh, Myrtle Beach with my wife's family on a vacation when we were younger, and... Um, those places are just a big ripoff. It's a tourist trap. It is. Just it has. A big I'll give rip. you a hint. Um, if you go there, don't pay. But the grounds have a lot of their um, believe it or not things. Like they've got the world's largest uh, statue of David by Michelangelo, not the original. I. <laughs> I think we've already talked about Ripley's too much. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, uh, Ripley's it was nice. Believe It or Not. And for those of you that don't know, that was a TV show. It was. Right? And they yeah. basically just stuck needles into mm -hmm. people's faces. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, believe it or not, that's what happened. So, well, welcome back. Thanks. Travel is amazing. Uh, everyone's, I, I don't know where people are coming from and where they're going to, but they're all on the planes. The <laughs> airports are packed. And some of the uh, airport uh, stores are not open again. Really? And there's not enough staff. The airlines are saying we don't have enough pilots, and they're asking the FAA to raise the uh, minimum retirement age, maximum, the, the retirement age, from 65 to 67 for pilots, so they can uh, fly them longer. No comment. No comment. You are just a. You're not a very good traveler. I hate. You just not. Hate it. You're just not a great traveler. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you didn't miss a whole lot here. Well, you missed a little bit. Um, it was a uh, it was a busy weekend, busy busy weekend. So we've had a we've had a great time, and um, we hardly knew you were gone. Believe it or not, we hardly knew you were gone. I hardly knew I was gone either. Yeah. Uh, here's what if you travel this summer, here's what you're going to find: uh, air, airfare six percent more than last year. Hotels. This is going to um, knock you for a loop. Hotel rates have increased in the last year. 42%. That's interesting. Mid, mid-range hotels, uh, $199 to $257 a night. Wow. You, I could have gotten you free hotels, but you chose to pay anyway, so that's your problem. Are you starting to ask for the senior discounts at <laughs> uh, these hotels? No. Did you know? No, I, I'm not being rude. I'm really, I'm not being rude. I remember talking with Grandma Lundberg years ago when we were booking hotels for a wedding. And I said, you know, there's all these places that have senior discounts that don't advertise a senior discount. And hotels are, are one of them. So um, you might want to start looking into that hair. Last time I've been, last two times I've been to a hotel, I don't interact with anyone at yeah. the desk. Uh, it's all on the app. You walk in, you don't talk to anyone. You just go to your room. The key is on your, it's amazing. It's, it's very good. Travel. Very, very good. Yeah. Hey, um, the PGA Championship is uh, this week, and we like to travel to golf tournaments, but I'm glad we're not traveling to this one because of the beer prices. 
What? Justin Thomas, uh, during a practice round, he said, shame on you, PGA. You got to do better than your fan with your fans. A Michelob Ultra, 18 bucks. A Stella Artois, 19. Wow. Yeah, that's at the concession stand. Um, what kind of money would that cost you if you were bringing your, your sons? <laughs> Thousands of dollars that would cost you. And that's yeah. why you buy the all-inclusive for us. <laughs> Always get the all-inclusive. That's an expensive one. I mean, Brandon, you know, you think a concert like 12 bucks for a can, and then that's expensive. But $19 for a, for a beer? Why is a cocktail cheaper than a Bicolo? You know, that's a great question. That is a great question. A cocktail's 15 um, It might be a watered-down cocktail. At the uh, Jacksonville airport, I rode on the elevator with PGA Corn Ferry Tour member Brett Lasky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is something to be proud of. Did he have a Corn Ferry? Now, they wear Corn Ferry stuff because part of their marketing is they really want right. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's cool. Did I you tell him he liked golf? No, no. <laughs> I knew it was him because his, his uh, backpack had his name tag oh, on it. Oh, good. How's he doing so far this year? Um, he turns out he's on the uh, media team. Oh, <laughs> ain't that something. Yeah. Um, it's time for uh, Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon. And Heather's got a couple things to highlight this week. We're going to highlight the Grand Golf Course. Um, and Heather and I actually have played golf together at the Grand, believe it or not. No kidding. Yeah, we have. Um, but yeah, the Grand Golf Club, scenic up north views, great course. Uh, make your tee time today. They're located at 1579 Floyd Avenue. Yeah, Heather and I actually, we played that hole number 11 hmm. years it, ago. It looks like there. an up north uh, course. Yeah, for sure. And Crimson Oak. Visit one of uh, the newest stores in Summit Township. They have a beautiful showroom on uh, Horton Road, so stop in and check out one of the newer businesses in Summit Township, and that's Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon and the Herndon team at Howard Hanna Real Estate. Nice. Heather loves to find the uh, treasures of Jackson, and she does a great job. Uh, if you work for GM, Ford, or Stellantis, um, starting yesterday, you got to wear a mask at work. Mask mandates What's, are back. Is Stellantis Chrysler? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mask mandates um, at uh, any facility in 16 Michigan counties that are now high risk. Mm. So we're not, Jackson County is not high risk, but we've gone from low risk to medium risk. And we're seeing the numbers go back up. Hmm. Uh, while I was in Florida, a new law went into effect in Florida. Ooh, what was it? <laughs> uh, you cannot picket and protest outside someone's home. <laughs> it's like you can't really? do it. No. Yeah, you can't picket and protest outside someone's home. Absolutely ridiculous. I think you should be allowed to do that. <laughs> you love Florida. That's one of your favorite states. Um, um, Florida's unbelievable. Florida's crazy. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Printer Source Plus. The morning show is brought to you by Printer Source Plus, and uh, we thank them. And um, they're proud to be named this year's Jackson Chamber of Commerce Small Business Person of the Year. Thanks to Joe, Mike, Pat, and the entire team at Printer Source Plus for helping us bring you today's show. Uh, this weekend is Andy's 40, 40th birthday. Wow. I was avoiding that. <laughs> and uh, also this weekend is Art Walk. Come on down to downtown Jackson for uh, Jackson Art Walk uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. Here at JTV, we will have our own Zack Snyder. Maybe now that I'm 
40, you could buy me some art. That'd be nice. <laughs> I started to look up famous people that were for, are also 40 or turning 40, mm -hmm. and um, I'm in decent company. That's all I'll say. I'm in decent company. Is one of the Kardashians turning 40 this year? I don't know, probably. <laughs> I, I think I'm older than all of them except um, the oldest one. But you know who is, and I've always, I was in love with her when I was young, is uh, Stephanie from Full House, and she's also 40. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah, wow. I agree, I agree. Yeah, so, so how about that? Yeah. There you go, we're both 40. Happy 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's show is brought to you by How Equipment, a uh, beautiful uh, new store. Uh, and it's in the, uh, people wonder, where is this? It's in the old uh, Sue Vaughn. Su Susan Vaughn uh, dance school. They have the JTV golf cart right now. They do? Um, yeah, they have it. So they're getting it worked on and uh, we should be able to uh, have it ready to go for the wow. events. Remember the, uh, I think the last time it was used, the wheel fell off. One of the wheels. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're getting it back. House taking taking good care of it, and uh, we're gonna get it back downtown soon. Nice. How uh, equipment is not in this. They board. are not. Yeah. So Mary Mitchell from, and you're familiar with this. Mary oh yeah, Mitchell, the city directory um, from Flagstar Bank downtown. She, uh, I think her grandmother had this in her uh, just storage, and it's interesting. Other than the the outside of it, the inside is mint. mint. But I. I don't know why I had never seen one of these. So when you lived in the city, your um, your occupation was also listed mm -hmm. in the um, city directory, yeah. which I think is crazy. So I think that this should come back. I wish we did have. A I city agree. Directory. Yeah, but you see a lot. Yeah. There's some cool businesses in there still around. You know, yeah. Vermeulens. Um, yeah. Look at craft agencies. Got the ad on the outside of it. Um, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very very cool. Castle Hardware. Consumers Power. And I didn't know Crutchfield Chevrolet existed, and hmm. that was downtown. Did you know that? Yeah, 500 all the car North dealers. Jackson. We, had, we had several car dealers right downtown. And at the time, uh, Citibank and Trust was paying 3% on uh, certificates of deposit. Wow, maybe that. How about that? Maybe that'll come back. I think, uh, 1959. 59? Um, Todd's Barbershop has some of these, too. Oh, okay, cool. Some older ones. Very cool. Want, ever want to browse them? Yeah, it's cool. Yep. We have some great history in Jackson. Yep. Hey, cool. let's uh, let's get to some sports, shall we? Sure. Let's get to uh, sports for our Extreme Dodge scoreboard, brought to you by our friends at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and we've got some photos from uh, from last night's action. Baseball: Grass Lake fourteen, Vandy zero, Napoleon twelve, Manchester three. Addison five, Hanover Horton two, Michigan Center, they beat East Jackson 10 to one. And then we have Adrian beating Jackson twice. And uh, Holt, they swept Western. Holt's a very good uh, baseball team. They swept Western 13, one and nine for softball, Sand Creek. They took care of Columbia Central in two games. Adrian beat Jackson in two games and Holt in the Western split in uh, track and field. Western uh, won the Coldwater Tri-Meet and uh, they won that in both boys and girls. In uh, girls soccer, Columbia Central and Blissfield tied 1-1. Quincy beat Hanover, Tecumseh over Jackson, Michigan Center over Jackson Christian and Len Christian over Grass Lake. And uh, in girls tennis, Columbia Central beat Jackson and Chelsea beat Western. A lot of sports going on 
And that's our scoreboard brought to you by Extreme Dodge. And uh, we'll have a full we have a full list of uh, tonight's events on our website as well. There's just a ton going on as all the teams wrap up conference meets before they head into the state meets, regional track meets this Friday already, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. We'll have um, later this morning on GTV.TV all the uh, regional um, track um, schedules. So check it out online on Jackson County's number one website, JTV.TV. <coughs> and in this book, you will find Vermeulens. Yes, that's right. <coughs> I said that tonight. Yeah. Now in their third generation as a family owned and operated business, Vermeulens takes pride in helping people furnish their homes with comfortable brand name furniture at affordable prices since 1925. Uh, the Home Furnishing Showroom in Jackson features room-like settings so you can see, touch, and experience the styles, fabrics, and colors that will add enjoyment to your home. 2105 West Michigan Avenue, Vermeulens, bringing you today's show. Who is on today's show today? Today's show, we have a great show, jam-packed show. We're going to get things started with Chris Berger, retiring Hanover Horton golf coach, after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Coming up on Saturday, May 21st, is Jackson's Bark and Brew. It's the dog-friendliest event of the year. Join us for a fun day while supporting the community and homeless pets. Sample uh, local beer, enjoy live entertainment, food trucks, door prizes, vendors, silent auction, and a face only a mother could love. I've got uh, two of those dogs at home. Your tickets will include free sampling glass and five free samples, advanced tickets are 25, tickets at the door are 35. And for more info, visit Jackson's uh, Bark and Brew on Facebook. There's plenty of information there. Yeah, you can actually um, see the uh, silent auction items right now and uh, get your bids in. Now on the morning show, we welcome from Hanover Horton Schools, legendary Comets coach, teacher, pioneer, retiring after more than 50 years of coaching, Chris Berger. Morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. So well, it's yeah, an un unbelievable career. It's amazing. You know what I think the hardest part is? What? Dealing, well, as you know, I coach girls basketball. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, in, how in God's name were you able to do that so long? How were you able to coach so long? It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, you, know, you started when there, there really were no girls sports. Talk about what it was like when you, um, when you started coaching cheerleading, which was really the first sport at the time. What was, what was, what was high school life like? Well, I, I don't know. The poor girls, you know, they never had anything to do. We had gym classes. Yeah. Other than that, um, we actually had GAA. I don't know if people even remember that. Girls Athletic Association, okay. and that's kind of how we started our basketball program, got that going. Um, and But I did do the cheerleading, that was fun, interesting. What's it like starting a high school program? Literally starting a program, because you started three of them. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was just, like I said, it started with that GAA, and we 
had t-shirts and I just, I did a lot of, I did all the uh, scheduling and made sure they had shirts and I don't even remember how we got places. I guess <laughs> I, I guess they took us on buses. I don't even That's remember. Funny. It was quite a while ago. So <laughs> you did this before Title IX. Uh, I did, which mandated equal treatment for girls and boys in athletics mm -hmm. and everything in schools. Right. So was there pushback when you wanted to to use the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Well, our volleyball, we started that, I had to practice at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. That was our practice time. And we had one of our coaches that liked to come in in the mornings to, you know, change things up. So he'd come in, I'd have to share the gym with him, the basketball at the other end, and we did the volleyball at, at the other end. But I, didn't, I don't think he did that too many times. I think he got tired of me saying, why are you here, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, uh, what was your favorite sport to coach, or did you really just like um, the idea of coaching and the leadership aspect of it? Yeah, um, I like volleyball a lot. Um, that was fun. Um, they used to tease me. My cousin was a, was a coach, and I'd always keep a lot of girls on my team. I counted once, I had 25 girls on the team. But what I'd do is have them, we, I'd take part of them to a match, and they had to give me your, their shirts, and I'd go wash them and bring them back to the next crew <laughs> well, of that's kids. Funny. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it was fun to do that, you know, and the kids enjoyed it. That was very beginning volleyball, though. So yeah. <laughs> we didn't bump that hit then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I, just hoped it got over the net. Yeah, so. that's, you know, when you're starting these programs, you're not starting a program and filling them with athletes with experience in oh, those right. sports. Yeah. I mean, you were yeah. teaching basics and then trying to compete. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. had to be just a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, but it was a lot of fun. And, we still, in volleyball, we beat everybody back then, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I think over the years, uh, in girls' sports, Hanover's uh, really had strong volleyball mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for decades, and golf as well. And track and mm -hmm. field, really. Track, yeah. 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 And you've coached yeah. it all. Right, right, right. The golf, you've taken uh, 16 teams to the state championships. Mm -hmm. They weren't all teams. Sometimes I had uh, oh, Kristen Thompson went as an individual a couple of times and then uh, and but otherwise it was you know teams so so what are you going to do with your uh, free time now <laughs> <laughs> well i have a grandson that's eight that's oh, getting into go. sports and things like that so nice uh, spend time with him more and enjoy him so teach him yeah. teach him the games yeah, yeah. well he had a trammel play the other night he's only eight years old so. that's amazing <laughs> you um had um, your career start as a PE teacher. Mm -hmm. um, did you play, because you didn't have sports oh, when I you were didn't. in school. No, So how no. did you get your uh, skills? Um, I, I don't know. Some shots I just, from the last few years too, oh, some, of the, some of the lady comments. Yes, she's a sweetie. She's graduating this year. Alicia Van Epps. Oh, there's the girl that had the hole in one. So this, uh, so this is an interesting <laughs> story, Chris, in, the, in, in your, uh, in your retirement note, you uh, made made mention of the fact that you finally had an athlete get a hole in one. Now it's time <laughs> for you well, for you to that retire. Time, you know, I, I mean, what more can we have? Yeah. So it's time to <laughs> take a break. 
<laughs> yeah, it took a hole in one uh, <laughs> to cap uh, more than 50 years of uh, coaching career as the, the, the pinnacle to, to go out <laughs> right. on. I guess that's yeah. a great way to go I out. I know, I know. You followed. You've kept in touch. You've followed the careers of students, uh, student athletes at Hanover. They've gone on to, to play sports mm -hmm. at, in college, and uh, you've had some pros too, haven't you? Uh, no, I've had girls that were all state. Okay. Two of those girls. What's it like coaching the uh, generations of uh, kids who you had, and I'm. I'm sure you've you probably had three generations of. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's got to be. That's got. Do you notice similarities? Well, they're, yeah, they're all the, you know, the kids I had are married with kids right. in school. So. Yeah. Do you notice uh, similarities between um, parents and their children in athletics, uh, or is it is no, it? No. For me, it's you know I've had great parents through the years. Yeah. You know, not not too many problems. That's so. good. You got through a lot of it, so. So early on, when you were competing for um, gym time, having mm -hmm. to scrounge for for uniforms right. and get kids to the to the meets and the matches, um, you actually were, you know, the community pioneer in, in getting mm -hmm. girls in, into athletics. Mm -hmm. And what, how did the community respond, particularly uh, families with girls that were being allowed to compete and and uh, be on equal footing with boys for the first time. They, you know, in, enjoyed it all. And, you know, parents came to, all parents came to watch and brought their, you know, their grandmas and grandpas came yeah. to games. And, and uh, you know, I basically, I coached seventh grade, seventh, seventh grade um, volleyball and basketball, you know, the majority mm -hmm. of my time. I got the things started and then, you know, I had my kids and so I didn't do as much but um, then uh, got back into it and coached with Karen Abbott. Very cool. Very good friend of mine. So we had some good volleyball teams and had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. It's amazing how uh, how different uh, eras. You know, I'm. Yeah. We're able to play. Uh, you know, I'm able to play as many games and as many sport with my daughter as I want. It's almost right. too much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're going all the time. You're when doing you the coaching. Just fighting for the opportunity to play. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, now, you. How many decades did you coach on? <laughs> <laughs> Seven and decades. That, seven <laughs> decades of coaching. Um, I can't even begin to uh, add up the amount of uh, lives you've impacted. Um, so what a special career. You should be very, very mm -hmm. proud. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was hard decision to decide to quit coaching. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll call you back and say we need you for the sport or the other. Don't. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable in retirement yet. Well, I've been told I have to go to the golf course at least to see some of the kids, some of the other coaches. Yeah. And it sounds like your grandson's going to be coming up through Hanover Horn, so you're right. not going anywhere. No, no, that's true. <laughs> well, enjoy your time uh, on oh, the thank sidelines you. Uh, thank you. as a spectator for once. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great career. Uh, capped with a hole in one. <laughs> many, many successes. No, that was Holly Miller, too, by the way. We have to say her name. <laughs> oh, yeah, we remember Holly. Uh, Chris Berger, retiring from uh, Hanover Horton Coaching and Sports after more than 50 years.
Uh, we've got lots more on the morning show. We have uh, Christianetti who will be joining us, uh, taking us uh, on location after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Today's show brought to you by Center for Family Health. Get outside and get active. The days are getting warmer, which means it's a great time to get outside and get active. Did you know that exercising outdoors increases vitamin D production, which helps improve our mood, Bart, boost our immune systems and more. Whether it's a stroll in the park, a round of golf on the course, or an hour in the garden, getting active does your body a lot of good. Be sure to enjoy these beautiful days. Go out and get active today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to healthcare for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. Today, you can uh, walk, stroll, and roll. The city of Jackson sponsoring this event tonight at the Cascades this time. Register at 6.30 and enjoy a, a three-mile walk around the Cascades starting at 7 o'clock. Brought to you by the city of Jackson and AARP Michigan. Time for uh, this month's Believe the Hype with Jackson Public Schools and Christianetti. My name is Chris Cianetti and I am the JPS Assistant Superintendent of Communications and today I am here with Erin Slater who is an alumni of JPS, yep. our parent liaison and has some kids here too as well. That's true. Yes. So tell me, um, you're an alumni, uh, when did you graduate if you want to give that away? <laughs> so I graduated in 1996 um, and really had a wonderful high school experience. Um, I was lucky enough to be involved in all different types of clubs. Um, I really enjoyed, um, there was a club, it's not in existence anymore, it was a service club that was started while I was there and I had many opportunities through that. It was called Jackson Action Zone. It was jazz It was, yeah, and fun. we had shirts and everything and uh, we actually presented at the National Service Learning Conference so I got to go with the school to Philadelphia and present um, in front of a large group of people and I think that really started my belief in service and my life of service and that's carried over into my adulthood for sure. So with your experiences at, at Jackson High School and Jackson Public Schools in general, which school did you start at at Jackson Public? So I started um, kindergarten in Cascades. I'm a K-12 uh, Viking. I uh, started at Cascades and then I went to Frost in third grade and then in seventh grade over to Parkside and my grade was the last group of ninth graders to attend Jackson High. So if anything I kind of regret that I didn't get four full years at the high school. Um, oh right, because, because at that time Parkside that, was yep. seven through nine. Yeah, yeah, Parkside was till ninth grade so I did Jackson High 10, 11, 12. So fast forward 
you get married and you have your kids and what made you and your husband decide to send your kids to JPS? Well my husband Corey um, he and I both taught in different local districts at the time I'm a longtime classroom teacher um, before I started working here three years ago um, in a different capacity in education um, we were both teachers and we both believed that our kids would go to public school and it really was never uh, a discussion they were always just going to come here to Jackson Public we even looked uh, locations for homes so that we could send our kids to an elementary school that we were comfortable with um, and bought our house just so that could happen so so it was a, a pr pretty um, you really decided to make this decision for your kids based on your own experiences and wanting to be part of the Jackson community oh for sure there was no question that uh, when Corey and I started dating um, that you know we talked we were older and we talked about you know our future goals and I said well our, I want my kids to go to Jackson and he said of course so it was never a never even a question it wasn't a choice it was just gonna happen so so now you have two kids and I know they both go to Jackson Public so uh, where are they at in their journey in Jackson yeah we have two kids um, we have a fifth grader and a ninth grader um, they both started at Sharp Park Academy um, Jack will transition to Parkside next year uh, as a sixth grader and then our daughter Lorelai is really loving high school this year so well, that's exciting. Now, as you've transitioned from being a classroom teacher, you took a job with us to be the parent liaison for our elementary schools. And I know, you know, JPS has a, a you know a tagline of where community comes together. But we really believe that you know one of the things that's most important to us is making sure that our parents have a soft space to land, people to talk to, people to connect with. So, can you kind of tell me what your job here at JPS? And I know it's a big job because we have seven <laughs> elementaries. Yep. So um, I am the parent liaison. For for all seven elementary buildings. Um, it's, it's a job that's a little difficult to put in a succinct description, um, but basically I am a helper. I'm available for parents. I can um, do something simple as provide a lunch menu or organize, um, you know, finding coats for kids that need coats. Um, I can help a parent find resources. Um, what made me really, uh, what appealed to me about this job was that I had the, um, luxury of letting parents find ways to help in any way that they want to whatever fits their schedule their availability what their desires are you know helping out at school and being involved with your kids education looks different for everyone and really ultimately my job is to make sure that parents can volunteer or be involved in the way that fits their needs and I think we always say you know one of the lines that's always said is we meet kids where they're at when they're learning and I think you know growing up when we did the only way for parents to be involved was PTAs right and you had to do everything and I think now you know I think the schools and 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 teachers and everyone recognize that just being a part of your child's education in the ways that we can meet you where you're at mm -hmm. is really important and I, I think there's a wide variety of opportunities for engagement and volunteering I mean which I think are two different things sure yep you know what what we really strive for are allowing or giving parents ways um, that are easy for them to be involved in their child's education anything from going over flashcards at home and supporting the classroom teacher um, helping fill out the reading logs um, you know I we've even had some schools that send um, construction paper cutouts for a project that the, the school building's going to do home and backpacks and the parents cut out the turkey feathers for a canned food drive um, you know and, and brought them back the next day in the book bag so you really um, can be involved we have opportunities at all levels for parents to be involved
I think the important thing is the connection, right? Knowing what your kids are doing at school and finding ways to connect to help them get yeah, through it. Yeah, and too. you know, it, it, sometimes, especially uh, for the younger, for the parents with the younger kids that are just starting out, maybe it's your first child in school, you don't know who to call or what to do if something's happening or you need help with your bus stop or any of those things. If I can't personally help you, I definitely can connect you to the resource or the person in the school system that you need. So when you talk to parents, you know, kind of what's your biggest advice into helping them be good parents and, and really helping their students through this, the school experience? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because as being a classroom teacher for almost 20 years, I had one view of parents, and then I had a parents and teacher relationship, and then I had a relationship um, that I had in my mind for my own kids, how I interacted with the school. And I realized that as an educator, I kind of had a little leg up because I knew how the system worked um, and who to call and what to say and what to do. And so that's one of my focuses on helping parents. But I would, my best advice would be to connect with that teacher in the beginning and to make sure that they have your contact information and keep it up to date. And every once in a while, give the teacher an email and say how how you know how is my student doing and is there anything that you need what could I do to support them at home just uh keep that line of communication open. So give me just a little idea of what's going on at the elementary buildings. I know we were we have talked about at our high school and middle school we have um, what started the community closet and then I know that you took that to the next level along with a laundry initiative and having a washer and dryer at every school. Our, the community closets are up and running at each of the elementary schools too. Every school has a community closet. It looks different in each building uh, depending on what the building needs are uh, but we are um, very blessed that we have people that um, think of us throughout the year and reach out and say well what what does this school in particular need and then I'm able to fill the needs through those those volunteer you know the volunteers that call um, and help us out so I'm sure you're always looking for donations what what are the big things that really help at the elementary level so the elementary level um, the things that we need the most we can always use underpants uh, for the elementary kids um, we always could use leggings for girls um, and then some pants we can always use pants that uh, are easy to take on and off um, and solid colored sweatshirts and t-shirts um, just something that's easy to take on and off um, for the kids and when you guys um, you know so, so you travel to all the buildings and, and meet the needs of the buildings for for what they need um, what are some other things that um, you see needed at each of the elementary schools that the community might be able to help out with well recently um, we have all the elementary schools now have been either renovated or built in the, the case of Cascades. They all have uh, media centers. One of the needs th recently that I've heard from a few buildings is the need to have some um, parent volunteers or adult volunteers come in and help with the, keeping the media center up to date, checking books in, checking books out, um, more of the administrative side of the, of the media center. Um, we can always use help um, for parent nights um, when we invite families to come in and check out mm -hmm. the school or program. Uh, even, even doing popcorn, most of the buildings do have a popcorn day. We can always use help with that. Yeah. Well, thank you for interviewing today. We certainly yeah. are thrilled that you work for us, and I, I think you know how much I, I love having oh. you as a parent liaison, but I, I think, you know, just in our community in general to know that someone cares that much, so much for our kids and is here as a resource is really yeah, important. I really believe in what we're doing here, and I know that, you know, my kids feel the love uh, of the teachers and the staff here, and I hope I can share that to other people's kids too, so thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now is the owner of Virginia Coney Island, Joe Matthews. Good morning, Joe. Well, good morning. How are you doing, Andy? Bart, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Doing really well. On Monday, we had uh, your name got brought up. Um, we had some friends in Detroit, and they were trying to do a Lafayette Coney versus an American Coney. They ate them. Said VCI. That's the answer. Well, that's the and answer. I know you love hearing that. But yes, it's true. I do. It's true. It's yes. the, the best Coney in the world. I agree. I think they are the best conies in the world, so I do appreciate. We get a lot of um, people traveling uh, from around the state, but also uh, from other states. Um, somehow, either they have family or they lived in Jackson, uh, and they come in and uh, get our conies to take home, or they get the frozen sauce to take with them. Um, in fact, I just had a lady from uh, um, Florida, and she ordered... Uh, I think it was 10 pounds of our sauce, and then she bags them up and then freezes them and then flies them back to Florida. That's and, cool. And her family really enjoys it, and they've done it twice now. That's so awesome. It is awesome. It's nice to, I guess, be at least uh, United States known, but even maybe worldwide known, you know, famous. So that's nice. Yeah, and like you say, with Lafayette and uh, American, uh, American, that it's a different coney, and really the coney that we know here that w really was it was invented here. Yes. And uh, everything else is either uh, an imitation or uh, quite quite a bit different. Yes, there's a lot of different styles of conies, but yes, you're right. Um, they are different, and obviously each coney place has their own secret seasoning, uh, if you will, for their sauce and stuff. Yeah, you know, you're known for the conies, but I mean, really, all the food is, is so good. Um, I know a lot of people who just love the breakfast food. Yes. Talk a little bit about the menu. There's something for everybody. Well, we do offer breakfast. Um, just to you know, clarify, uh, because of some of the challenges we're facing during these difficult times, yeah. um, you know, our hours are uh, Tuesday through Saturday. We open up at 11 mm -hmm. uh, a.m. and we close at 6 p.m. Um, and it's not because I don't want to be open. It's, yeah. uh, like I said, the challenges of, of getting labor help. Um, and I do want to shout out to my, my current staff. I, I think they're the best. Yeah. Um, they, they do a great job. They work hard. They, great customer service, I believe. Um, so it, it is nice uh, to have people you can depend on and count on those people. So, uh, you know, I want them to know yeah. that I really am grateful for them and, and appreciate all that they do uh, to help you know the coney be successful um so but we do offer back to the menu we do offer breakfast all day long um, we have uh dinner items and of course uh my wife makes aaron she makes quite a bit of uh the like cheesecakes yeah. um homemade cheese i'm not homemade but made at the restaurant homemade mm -hmm. cheesecakes uh and they sell really well our desserts uh, of course our rice pudding is pretty famous too oh, yeah. Uh, so we do, you know, those are the, the but the staple item, conies. Is the coney. I mean, yeah, that's. that's and uh, one of my, one, well, I think it is the best, best kept secret or best deal in town, the yellow bag lunch. Now, you guys, and you guys, 
we talked we've talked earlier the cost of the food is just silly going up but you guys are keeping your prices right yes we have not changed our prices in quite some time um probably right after uh you know we had the lockdown and then we came back uh you know they allowed us to open yeah. up it um and the prices took a, a slight increase but um in the last probably six months they have either tripled or quadrupled um so you know the meat prices the cheese price. and I, I know that your viewers also understand the yeah. hardships at least i hope they understand because yeah, they, they have to grocery shop also yeah. um so but uh we are we are uh you know we are finding ways creative ways to try to maintain our prices um so that you know if i can get the word out and you know more people realize that we're very competitive in the Absolutely. jackson area uh, for you know a, a you know a lunch or a dinner or you know get some box of conies to go home for dinner at night or something um, you know and I I I am fortunate enough that uh, you know our customer base is loyal to us and, and they you know we have a lot of um, repeat customers and that's always been my goal is not to have a one-time customer but to have a lifetime mm -hmm. customer and with that being said um, we're starting to see some new faces okay. and stuff, which is good. I don't know if it's because maybe the word's getting out that, you know, we've, we've tried to maintain our prices and keep them down to make them affordable for families. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully we start to see more of that. Yeah. And that also helps drive my prices down because more quantity I can sell. Them. Absolutely. So what's the, what's the, uh, history of the yellow bag launch? Well, the yellow bag started, um, well with, uh, back, well, before I owned it, yeah. um, my wife, Erin, her mom and her mother and father started the yellow bag. And, um, one of the, one of our challenges at the Coney is we only have one fryer. So when people order French fries or mushrooms or any kind of fried food, it slows up the ticket times. Um, and we always appreciate our customers' patience. I know that sometimes they're not as patient as <laughs> we would hope. Um, <laughs> But that is that is the one challenge of the setup at the Coney, or at least the Virginia Coney Island, is we have the one fryer, and mm -hmm. it's a workhorse. I mean, um, so people are ordering French fries. So the bag launch was kind of set up to try to alleviate the fryer part of it for French fries or mushrooms or cheese sticks, which we don't have right now. But so um, instead of that, we have you can see the bag of chips it's, uh, with the you know the the pop and uh, and a cookie. Uh, so that's kind of the, the what's that cost uh six six fifty that's insanely yeah. cheap so yeah and i think that you know we're competitive to some of the other major fast food corporation places that competitive you know, you're re we're a lot more reasonable right so you know i don't know what those you know i don't really eat there but i don't know what they're charging for some of their value meals if you will um, but i think that ours is very competitive and i appreciate you bringing that up well, yesterday, the Michigan um, <clears throat> excuse me, Restaurant and Lodging Association released a survey. Um, uh, they um, talked to 150 uh, restaurant operators in the state of Michigan, found that 60% were operating fewer hours and days because of staffing. Overall, restaurant costs have increased 30% in the last year. So the challenges uh, that started with COVID, they're still there, and they're going to be there for a while. So as we've been doing right along, Support your Support local, local restaurants. Yes, please. I, yeah, I appreciate that shout out for us, Bart. Um, yeah, you want a Virginia Coney Island, you make sure it's going to be there. For also, you. if you want to, uh, you know, if, if you need to elevate the mood around your office, order 
order the yellow bags for lunch and get them brought in and uh, the mood will change, I, I assure you, because it happens every time they come here. Well, that's interesting you said, Andy, because a lot of people, uh, companies will order boxes of conies or, you know, 12 or something. Yeah. And they, the people, like you said, when they come unexpectedly, they're right. really excited. Like, oh, oh yeah. wow, we're getting conies. Yeah. And so it is kind of like a treat, you know, and unexpected, mm -hmm. especially when you have people coming. I just buy them for my coworkers or whatever, and they get real excited. Yeah. So. Give the gift of a coney. <laughs> Give the gift of, I like that. <laughs> gift, gift of a coney. <laughs> I know when the yellow bags show up here at JTV, oh, it's like, that's Jeff Steers, I think, can smell them a while. We all can. Yeah, we all can. As soon as the door cracks, we're ready. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm finding the bag with the Diet Coke in it. And we saw uh, one of the breakfast items, uh, the home fries, which a lot of restaurants cannot do correctly. You've mastered it. Oh. Oh, wow, thank you. Um, yeah, we, you know, we uh, uh, cook the potatoes and then peel the potatoes and then slice the potatoes. And uh, so our American fries are, you know, definitely made within the restaurant and, uh, you know, hopefully cooked to order. Some people like them really crispy. Some people don't like them cooked you know, that much. So Brandon's favorite uh, breakfast item, mm -hmm. the home fries. Definitely the home fries. Crispy? Yeah. Crispy. Yes, yeah. crispy. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, when you order, you know, just uh, when you're ordering, just kind of like let the, the server or the, you know, person at uh, the register, uh, let them know, you know, if you want them crispier, or less crispy or whatever. So cool. we'll try to make that happen for everybody. I mean, you know, we, uh, you know, obviously as a restaurant, Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays are really busier. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we do everything we can to try to accommodate all the customers uh, requests try to get them out in a timely fashion. Um, but again, with the, with the challenge of a limited staff, sometimes, uh, you know, it's difficult. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to ask, you know, the community and everybody is just be patient with not just the Virginia Coney Island, but any restaurant you right. go to, because they're all struggling the same as, as we are. Yeah. Uh, and it's a staff shortage. It's not that we don't want people to have the food in a timely manner. It's just, it's hard to do when, yeah. you know, it's a limited staff. So if people would just be a little bit more patient and, you know. Chill. Chill out. There you yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. chill out just a little relax. bit. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get your food as soon as we can. And yeah. it's not like we're trying to pick anybody out and hold back your food. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. So if I could just ask for that request from the, from the audience and the community, that'd be wonderful. I'm think, sure I'm not the only. I think we could all uh, use a reminder of that. Right, for yes. sure. Thanks for coming in. Well, thank you, Bart. Thank you, Andy. Thanks, I appreciate Joe. you having me uh, and uh, hope to be back again. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Now in its second century, Virginia Cody Island and uh, owner, Joe Matthews. More of the morning show in a moment. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show. Had a flight attendant step on my foot oh. as she was maneuvering the giant metal missile full of drinks Maybe and ice. Maybe you shouldn't sit and coach all the time. <laughs> Uh, travel, everyone's going to be traveling. AAA is saying that uh, 39.2 million people will travel 50 miles or more from home this Memorial Day weekend. That's up from last year. 50 wow. miles? Yep. Yep. So, 
Uh, and if you gas up, you might want to go to uh, Detroit. Um, there's a marathon gas station on 8 Mile, just east of Schaefer Highway, and it's uh, people are going there to get gas on the weekends because Calvin Nelson is there. He um, he's an Elvis, uh, a Michael Jackson impersonator. Hmm. So he stands out. He rolls. He brings the carpet. Oh my gosh! This <laughs> is in the yeah. He does. This is in Detroit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he, he brings a um, boombox speaker and plugs it into his car cigarette lighter, uh, and then plays cassette tapes of my, Michael Jackson at deafening volume, and people come and for miles around to get gas and watch him uh, perform. He's 65. That's cool. Yeah. Brandon, we should do that. Let's go do that. I'll get <laughs> gas there. I, um, you know, Michael Jack, that's one of the, you know, your generation was, you remember where you were when Kennedy was shot. Yeah. Mine is, you remember when you, when you found out that uh, Michael Jackson was killed mm -hmm. and I was on the golf course. I remember it was like a Wednesday, like six o'clock or something. Amazing. Yeah, it was. I remember it's I was be riding my bike years. and I heard it. He wasn't killed. He died. He didn't, he wasn't killed. Well, the well I okay. guess the jury's still out Well, you can one. say whatever you want. I mean, he was, Drugged. he was killed or, I don't know. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, very cool. Very, who's, very cool. Who's coming in tomorrow? Tomorrow we've got a great show. John Denny from Hanover Horton Schools, Zoe Lyons, and then we'll have David Best talking about the Tony Open later today on your show. Dr. Dana Moody from Asthma Allergy Centers, Major Jose Tamayo, Sean Atello with news from the YMCA, Carrie Benham from Dalham, and Cindy Hayden for the Jackson Blues Fest. That's all for now. We'll see you later. <laughs>